Hey, it's Mother Funny Time with Andy and Angie. Two cousins, eight kids, one grandkid, two states. And a whole lot of fun. Woo! Welcome back, Mother Funny Tribe. You're here with Angie and Andy, and you're so not bored because you're listening to us, and we're your friends, and we're hanging out, and that's all I have. So, And you're part of our Mother Funny Tribe, and we're excited you're here. We are so Yay! excited. We are so we're thankful. fun. We're thankful We love for you. you. We we're love thankful. you. Kisses. Kisses. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> See, you make it awkward. I, it's my job in life to make everything a little bit awkward. It's, it's like, okay. And then Andy takes it there. You can't you can't change the gifting God has given you, and that is the gifting. I don't know why. It's sometimes not used for the good, but I try. Anyway. I don't know why. Back. Hold on. I don't know why. The other day I was thinking about how you like rub that guy's elbows. <laughs> Okay, guys, there was a guy, I was moving up behind him. He was the same, like, well, he's actually taller than my husband, but everything, like, up above my head, I'm, when you have a tall husband and you have to, like, look up, you just don't. And so there's been more than once when I've walked by somebody who has my same, who's bald and tall, and I think it's my husband, and this person was at my house, and I walk, I had to scoot by him, and I thought it was my husband, I, like, grabbed both his elbows, and like my hand on his back. And then I looked up and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so bad. I'm like so glad I didn't like pinch his butt because that would have been horrible. And I don't know why I was thinking about it. I was just driving, you know, driving my kids here or there. And I was like laughing. It was just like a love squeeze on the. <laughs> it ended up being inappropriate because it was not, in fact, Chris. <laughs> it was somebody else. And I was all, ah. I've I've done it before. I've if you're tall and bald, I have to really pay attention. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> yes. Don't get too close to me. Definitely don't wear the same colors as my husband is wearing. <laughs> or uh, wear neon. If yeah, wear beige or neon. Otherwise, there's a chance I might try to put my arm in your arm. I don't know. Anyway, or grab your elbows. It's so weird. It's I have stories that's because Chris and I have been together for many over three decades. <laughs> so I have stories anyway. Wow. I know. And I'm so young and spry. <laughs> <laughs> spry. Not many people say spry these days. <laughs> Between three decades and spry. And you're spry kind of I'm sounding yourself. younger. I'm sounding even younger. I am. We we're talking about Punky Brewster <laughs> last episode, so we know where I'm at. And mash. You and guys, if you were traumatized by that Punky Brewster episode, like please reach out. We I know. Need we to, need to like, feel talk. We need to feel heard <laughs> and seen. Yes. It's so funny. Like I have known Andy my entire life, and that episode was years and years and years ago. Never once did we talk about it. I think we couldn't even talk about it. It was such a shock. No. It was so traumatizing. Such a shock you couldn't talk about it to anyone. I can can almost guarantee you if you find another woman, a woman around your age, and you just mention hide and seek in a refrigerator, 100%, they're going to bring up that episode. I think it's a thing. I think we need to start some movement 
to find out if there are, if there are any women out there Gen X or older millennials who did not watch Punky Brewster, who did not remember that. You know, moms in their 20s right now are Googling and trying to YouTube Punky <laughs> Brewster. Okay, look, if you're in your episode. 20s, if you're, okay, you have to. <laughs> you have to Google that episode because it defined our generation. <laughs> if you want to understand Gen X and older millennials more, you need to Google that. Okay. It's so true. But you guys, this is such an important topic to talk about. I'm going to use the word important. Punky Brewster is so refrigerator. important. <laughs> no. I wonder I didn't how see. many other things from our childhood, like watching it on a show, like a random episode, like how many of us have really been affected by certain episodes that we didn't really think about or talk to other people about? And now that we're adults, we're like, wow, that was a little intense. For a little it's eight-year-old, prob- you know? It's probably why I am kind of afraid of energy jink- drinks because of the Saved by the Bell caffeine pills. Oh. I don't want to I mean, brag. I have a shirt that says Bayside High. <laughs> what? Yes, I Crazy. do. Crazy. I don't want to brag about it, but it's such it's like one of my favorite shirts. It's just so cool. <laughs> that is Zach. cool. Did you watch did you watch different strokes? No. Oh, well then we I won't even talk about it. But if you watch different strokes, the episode where Arnold has to eat a bunch of gum to cover the wine on his breath, we could talk about that. You and I will not talk about it. But other people, if you've seen that, you know. Traumatic. Anyway, moving on. Angie, what are we talking about boredom today? Yeah, boredom. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Yes. Today we're talking about boredom. And I know that for so many moms, they have this heightened awareness of like, oh, no, my kids can't be bored or I don't want my kids to be bored or, oh, no, what's going to happen if they're bored or like how Andy talked about in the last episode, like her summers, there were times when it was like boredom day after day after day. And then she was watching TV shows and getting traumatized. I mean, it was just like a circle of (laughs) never ending boredom and trauma. So we're not going to do that. Like that's not the type of boredom we're talking about. It's like short periods of boredom, you know, tiny, small, little Time, short time amounts, short amounts <laughs> the of The boredom of today. <laughs> the boredom of today, we should say, because it's a different world we live in than we did 40 plus years ago. So well, boredom is it, different. It is different. It looks different. Kids are just busy with all their sports and their activities and school and homework. And FYI, okay, I was watching this video and this lady was getting out there and she was talking all about boredom. And um, it was actually super fascinating. But then she's like, and teachers, I'm talking to you. You are giving kids too much homework because then they are going to school all day and then they're coming home doing homework and then they have their extracurricular activity. She's like, they don't have time to just be, to just exist, to have a moment in their life that's not stressful or when they're not stressed out about school. And so she was actually encouraging teachers, like, what can you do so kids don't have as much homework after school? Because kids actually need a specific amount of time to just let their mind wander. 
and to just let their mind like almost like space out because it's when we have those moments of we're just being or those moments when we're just relaxed and calm and then you let your mind wander well then that actually can like lead you into creativity or I mean that can encourage creativity or what it can actually do is help you find out what you're interested in because so many of today's kids their life is so scheduled and they're doing these activities but they don't ever get the time to just sit and think and wonder and question do I like this or what do I like or what would I rather be doing like they don't have they're so over scheduled they don't have time to even think about or wonder or guess or question what they're interested in or what their interests are or what they'd rather be doing or what they hope to for the future and to give their time, their mind the time to just wander. Like we use the term like zone out, you know, like, oh, I was zoning out, but kids don't even zone out. I mean, maybe when they're in class and they're tired, but to give them that break, because then that can actually help them find out what their passions are instead of them being told by their teachers or by the school or by the parents or even by the schedule, that's what's actually teaching kids their passions, but to give kids a break and allow them to find their passions. Anyway, I didn't have my kids watch that clip though, because I was afraid if they watched, it was like a 15 minute talk. I was afraid if they watched that, that anytime they had homework, they'd be like, see, that lady said I shouldn't do homework. I don't have time for my mind to wander. I'm doing homework. So don't let your kids listen to that part of it or watch that. But it was such a good point. I really hadn't thought of it that much. Yeah, I think kids are overworked with definitely with school, like the amount of homework keeps going up and up. And I do know I did notice that um, teachers, it seems to be are starting a trend, at least shallow in high school. Like she did have a ton of homework still, but she had those few teachers that really worked on not giving them too much. would even have time during class for kids to get to do homework. So they didn't have to do them at home because it's different. Again, I'll say this again. The world is different than we were when we were younger. Sports are drastically different or dramatically different. I mean, back in our day, you wanted to play volleyball, you joined the volleyball team. You wanted to play basketball, you joined the basketball team or whatever. You know, you did have to have a level of skill, but it wasn't super hard. You weren't, you didn't have to be on club. You didn't have to do practices constantly. Now for kids to do any sport outside of, I would say, starting in junior high, you have to be in club, you have to be in competitions, you're practices are going all the time you have these weekend tournaments you're traveling like all the all the traveling anyway it's just a lot and so but you put on top of that homework and kids academically needing to get better and smarter it's just a lot and then on top of that you you have all the the distractions and social media so kids I think their minds are spinning and I think that the um what kids feel like they need to be doing to keep up with everyone else. Like I even know that kids who aren't super involved in sports will feel like they're failing. Like say they're, they're just like, that's not their thing. Like sports aren't necessarily their thing. I know kids who are like, I'm not on club. I'm not traveling every weekend. I don't have this team. What's wrong with me? I just have these friends or, you know, and they could have a totally different gifting and they feel like they're failing in life or maybe they're on the team, but they're not like a star. And so they feel like they're just not enough and nobody's living up to what they think their potential should be. So I think kids have a lot of pressure, 
a lot more pressure now than we had. Well, and what you're talking about, even when it comes to sports, is that's where a lot of kids make their friends and they're motivated to play with their friends and to get better, which is awesome. But along with that is that the research is now showing that boredom creates a sense of belonging. Because when you are going to activity to activity in school, you're not home that much. You're not in your community that much. You're not in your own even environment or space that much. But if you're at home, and again, we're talking about like short amount of time and you're bored within that, then all of a sudden you're noticing your environment, you're noticing your surroundings. Maybe you're playing with kids on the street or a neighbor or kids a few houses down. You're noticing even the lawn or the trees or, you know, other people's animals. And it kind of shows you like, yes, you belong obviously on those teams and in school and you're a classmate, you know, and you're playing sports. But part of it is like, it shows you and it teaches you and you learn without realizing it, like this is your community. This is your environment. Like you're part of the family, but you're also part of this community. You're part of this neighborhood. So that way when they are having those hard times or those stressed out times, it's almost like they're aware of I can go home or this is where I belong because it gives them those times to just be at a time when they're peaceful, it's calm, but they're also surrounded by where they actually live. You know, because today's kids, and I mean, this is true for our kids, too, because our kids are extra, extra busy. Like, they're out of the house so much because of school and extracurricular activities. But realizing, like, oh, if they're home and they're just playing at home or they're playing outside or they're playing in the pool or with neighbor kids or whatever, like, that is their community. That's their childhood, you know, and that's what's going to make their childhood even happier. Yeah, I was watching this little video about if kids are anxious and how to send them off to school, uh, like how to send anxious kids off to school. And it has them start in their morning, like routine to add in going outside and just walking or sitting for five minutes. Like even at like six, seven a.m., like when they get up, like get dressed, eat, and then just go outside and walk around or sit, you know, whatever, just be peaceful outside in nature and like reset like your mental health for a few minutes. And I'm like, oh, like that's supposed to help kids with anxiety get to school. So I think it's brilliant. Take a walk. Back when it was quarantine. Well, exactly. And like all of us were at home and like, I know I mentioned this before, like we would go for walks and I was pregnant with Cole and we had a puppy. So I was like, we had to get out and walk. And that was the first time we'd lived in Texas. We'd lived in our house for a few years, but that was the first time we ever saw and noticed and were aware. And then of course took pictures with this tree that is purple, like purple flowers, you know, grow on it. And it looks, the whole thing is purple and it's so beautiful. And that's Tegan's favorite color is purple anyway. And it was in March. Well, now, ever since then, every March we go back and she takes a picture with that purple tree. But we had never noticed it because we were so busy driving by it constantly and always on the go. But when you are like walking in your neighborhood or taking time up just to look around or, you know, if you're sitting at the zoo, like I mentioned last time, without a phone watching people, you do start (laughs) to notice things that maybe you missed before. And what can happen from there? I mean, it's endless. It's actually truly amazing. Instead of just rushing from thing to thing. I think like, I think we're going to have to come up with, and I, maybe the next generation's going to get this. Cause I think we went from not being super busy in our generation for the most part, like 
as busy as they are now to kids being super busy and have so many activities. And they're not just doing one thing. They have tons of practices and all the different events. And they're learning great skills. So I'm not even like, I don't even think that's a bad thing. Like, I think it's great to get to do all these things, especially if the kids like it. If they have like love, like your kid, gymnastics. Like they love being there or whatever they're doing. Like, I think that's great. But when we kind of put our own expectation on the kid of like, in order for you to be enough or to be successful, you have to really do well in these, in a activity, like some kind of sport. I mean, I know as a parent, it's always like, okay, what sports my kid going to play? What club are they going to be? Like, you have to find something for them to do or else it feels like they don't quite measure up. I mean, and I don't know if that's society putting that on them, if it's us putting it on them. Um, also, there is like, we do need to be productive. How do you be productive if your kid's not a part of something that's keeping them going? But I think we've taken it to a degree where our kids are overwhelmed. But how do we, how do we like make it so our kids have a chance to be bored? How do we make it so that our kids can still do all these things? but not never be home. Like most parents I talk to, their kids are in practice. They have school and then their kids are in practices straight after school. People aren't getting home until nine o'clock at night and having dinner. And then they like have homework, go to bed. I know that my husband tutored and a lot of the kids he tutored weren't going to bed until midnight, 2 a.m. because they were so busy. And these were high school kids. They were doing, you know, school and then they had the sport and then they had the other thing and then they had tutoring and then they had homework and then they were going to bed at two and then getting up and starting it over at six or seven. What are like, what are we teaching our kids? Like what? I'm asking. I don't know. Is that good? I think kids need more sleep. But you don't have a chance to be bored. Well, you don't. And it's almost like you have to schedule in time for kids to be bored or time when nothing is scheduled. I mean, just thinking through this as you're talking, I'm like, do I need to add in my calendar <laughs> unstructured playtime? <laughs> do we structure in time. the unstructure? <laughs> right. Yeah, like that's I a mean, good idea. You have to think about it because if it actually can impact a child and there's all these positives to children being bored, and it helps in so many ways, but you're right. How do you plan that or how do they get that time to be bored with today's overscheduling? I mean, literally, we're going to have to like put that in our calendar and schedule boredom time. <laughs> I don't know. I have to come up with a better term. I like how we have to schedule boredom. We're going to schedule boredom. We're going to have to like force ourselves to be bored because I, again, I don't think it's like activities are bad. Like I think there's a lot of positives to sports and activities and joining clubs or whatever. Like I totally had my kids do that as much as they could, you know, to keep them because there's so much they can learn that way too. teamwork. They learn, you know, even physical endurance and all that stuff. And they learn like, you know, they learn how to lose. They learn how to win. They learn really good life skills, teamwork, blah, blah, blah. But there ha maybe if we can focus on the good skills they're learning and not using it as a measuring tool to how successful they are, if that makes sense. Well, it's interesting because so many parents, and this is obviously me included, like when our kids are 
in a basketball game or a soccer game or lacrosse or whatever martial arts, like, what are we doing? We're videotaping them. We're taking pictures of them. We're watching them. We're so engaged as parents. We're so excited about them. And so the kids are seeing like, wow, this is important to my mom or this is important to my dad or like, look at those videos or whatever. Actually, what we also need to be doing is when our kids are just pretend playing or our kids are playing with their dolls or our kids are painting or coloring, doing that like quote unquote like boring stuff to take pictures and videos of them doing that too because that is their childhood. And to show the kids like your pretend playing is also important to me. Like when you're playing with your Barbies, that's important too. Like as a mom to actually show their child, like that's an important part of your life or like I see value in that. As a mom, I don't only value when you are in a gymnastics meet or I don't only think the best thing for you right now is when you're doing dance, I'm going to take a video. Like no, because when you're outside just playing in the street with neighbor kids or you're at the park running around, like that's also a part of your childhood. So to document it, but what it's actually telling in the child is there's value in that too. It's so incredible the more we think about how boredom or how unstructured playtime, I guess that's a better way to say it. Because when you say boredom, there's such a negative connotation with that. Like all I can think about is like a kid being like, I'm bored. Or like as a kid being like, I'm so bored. This is horrible. Boring. My mom probably told me to go do math facts. (laughs) Go do math facts. Go do math facts. Never mind. I'm not bored. (laughs) Yeah, or like driving as a kid like I just remember going on car trips like I get car sick so I I never could like read in the car you know just being so bored but then oh what was I doing looking out the window talking with my sisters hanging out with the family you know so it's kind of that yeah it was so negative and so boring and like oh my gosh this is taking forever but then I was noticing like all the Christmas lights on the houses remember in San Diego they put all the Christmas lights on the bridges like it's such a fond memory. So many. Pre- I have so many fun memories of, yeah, things like decorations in San Diego. And yeah, I think it's good to, it teaches like patience. I think we need to be more bored so that we can ha- be more patient. Like now we can't wait for anything because everything is instant. So just sitting and staring out a window or sitting maybe at the zoo and staring out at people is a great way to teach patience like things you know it's okay slow down be patient everything doesn't need to be instant I mean look at us like I just got I got a new phone with a new phone service and my internet in Hawaii was slow and I was like oh my goodness like everything's so slow it's so slow it's so slow like who am I (laughs) first of all I'm in Maui with people I love doing fun things and I can't wait 30 seconds for my internet to like show the picture I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's just so funny how fast we expect everything or, you know, you like log into a website and like the page takes forever to load and you're like, ugh, what am I in the pioneer days? Like we get so dramatic. (laughs) Uh, I can't live like this. Get faster speed. Like I think it's good for us mentally to slow down and maybe well I think we figured it out with our kids I think we're figuring out I think what I love about this podcast is we've totally solved childhood busyness and boredom 
In a half an so hour. So fast. I know. In a half an hour. Well, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about, was it called dial-up? You know, when you would like try to log on oh. the internet, and be like, those crazy sounds and take yes. I love to watch You've Got Mail every year and it always like yes. is a reminder. <laughs> and that was high tech because we didn't like, we grew up without even dial-up. We grew up with just a phone that was attached to a wall. And if somebody was on the phone, you got a busy signal. I remember one of my friend's kids called a number and there was a busy signal and they didn't know what that was. So they sat there on the phone waiting for the busy signal to go away because they were like, we just thought, and you know, and when they were not busy, it would ring. And I'm like, that's so funny. No, busy signals are for when, yeah. Anyway, I won't get into that. I'm sounding older and older the more I talk. <laughs> it was a different time back Just because I'm up. a grandma and I say spry <laughs> <laughs> and I make things awkward. It's okay. I think the point of this, though, overall, between the other podcast and this one, I guess I should say between the other episode, our boredom episode. <laughs> yes. the You're not one listening and the to other one. mothering podcasts. <laughs> this is the only podcast for you. The only one is for moms to just take the pressure off. Like moms, you're busy enough. You're running around yeah. enough. Life is crazy enough. It's so much to be here, there, and everywhere. Don't think you also have to entertain your kids on top of it. Like, let give them the opportunity. Let them explore on their own. Let them try first without you intervening. Like, see what happens. You know, I let just, them be bored. Let them be bored, and see what happens. Document it. You know, in every type of like <laughs> research out there, they're always like, and journal, journal about it, journal about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll be selling mother funny journals on our website, <laughs> or just tell your kids to go journal. Try that. You're bored, go, go journal. journal. Apparently, it's healthy. It's the best thing to do. Everything says to journal. <laughs> <laughs> All the research. Yes. So it's okay to be bored. Your kids need to come up with their own things. Everything's okay. You're doing a great job. That's our summary. Yes. There you go. There you go. You're doing a great job, whether it's cold or it's hot, or it's rainy, or it's snowing, or you're in Hawaii. <laughs> Just chill out. Relax. It's okay. Your kids could be bored. If they're whining, maybe put on your noise-canceling headphones and listen to Mother Funny and give them paint and paper. <laughs> the kids paint and paper <laughs> in the garage. Every time, them, you know, if you have carpet, I would say the garage or something. Anyway. All right. Well, we're out of time again. Again. So it goes by we'll so fast. It does. It does. But we hope you guys have a great mother funny week. And we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. That's all we have time for today. We gotta wrap it up, unfortunately. But just remember, you might think you're doing just okay. But we think you're doing really great. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you have a great mother funny day. Please like and share our podcast. But please don't tell our moms. <gasps> it's recording. One, it's recording. Two, three. Woo. <clears throat> one, two, three. <laughs> that one was perfect for me. Okay, ready? Hold it. I'm going to tell you when it's perfect for me. Okay, ready? Okay.
What? You go first. One, two, three. Dude, that it's like, like a two-second delay. <laughs> it was like perfect. Okay, here we go. 